Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. We're doing a series, How to Dominate in a Wicked Nation, Lessons from the Life of Abraham, Part 4. Sorry, I'm just like Kurt Cobain this morning uh, in 1992. I don't know what that's about. I need like one rip right here. Mike, Lee, Christine on the app. Good to see you. Sarah, Rick, Greta, Yellow Brick Bullion. Not a bad name. Oh, we're on YouTube today. But I can't see how many people are on YouTube, only Facebook and... Oh, I see. Great to see everybody. Glad you're here. Hopefully they won't give me my third strike for talking about the Bible, but who knows. Um, uh, let me know if you've been enjoying this session. Hey, Billy, it was great seeing you in, in uh, Georgia. How to Dominate in a Wicked Nation, Lessons from the Life of Abraham, Part 4. I'm going to continue with where we stopped yesterday, which is number four, Abraham tithed. Take your Bible, turn to Genesis 14. Genesis, the 14th chapter. Nice to have YouTube back. I forgot we were doing that today. Genesis, the 14th chapter. Great to have you on the app. The Bible says in verse 17, after Abraham returned from his victory, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheva, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, and a priest of God most high, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God most high, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods that he had recovered, or a tithe. So tithe means the tenth. That's where they get that from. Tithe means tenth. Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord your God, most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I'm the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Aner, Eskel, and Mamre. 15.1. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Don't be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. There's two blessings on tithing. I will protect you. After he tithed, God said to him, I will protect you and your reward will be great. Good to see you, John. I know guys, people can upload profile pictures on our app, on their profile. What are the rest of you doing then? Why just John? What's up, Holly, with just a green H and Lindy with a blue L? I'd, I'd love to be able to see you, not to be creepy. After this, I have to go to my grunge band guitar practice. So write in the comments, I will protect you and your reward will be great. It's great seeing you too, Linda. I will protect you and your reward be, will be great. That's not all the blessings of tithing. Hey, Pastor Jeff in Connecticut. Hey, Pastor, uh, well, 
I don't know if you're Pastor Marianne, but you're, you're, you're close if you're not. I, you could pretty much uh, break the, the rewards for tithing into two parts, protection and great reward. I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings since I don't even have a son, since you've given me no children? Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you'll have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside. I want you to not miss this. And said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you'll have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. This was a turning point in Abram's life, if you read the Bible. Because the Bible says this is where, you know, you read in the New Testament, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. This is where it happened. You got, a, you got an old wife, you're old, you couldn't have kids when you were young, and the Lord says, look up at the sky, and that's how many descendants I'm going to give you. And he go, come on now. Obviously, that must mean like spiritually or something. The Bible says when he said it, Abraham believed those things that were spoken unto him, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Good to see you in uh, California, Shanette. Then the Lord told him, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land as your possession. I want you to underline that in your Bible and write in the comments, to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I'll actually possess it? And the Lord had him performed a sign for him. This is chapter number four in this book that's going to come out, How to Dominate in a Wicked Nation, Lessons from the Life of Abraham. Number four, Abraham tithed. Now, there's three key scriptures on tithing. They're not the only scriptures on tithing, but there's three major scriptures on tithing. I-M-H-O. Go to Malachi chapter 3. Verse 6. I'm the Lord and I change not. That's why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the day of your ancestors, you scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you ask, how can we return when we've never gone away? Should a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever rob you? You've robbed me of the tithes and the offerings due to me, and you're under a curse. For your whole nation has been robbing me. I don't know if anybody will tell you this anymore, but I will tell you. There is a curse for not tithing. When you meet non-tithers, you see that it's true. Something's always going wrong. God doesn't curse you for not tithing, but the protection from the curse that the tithe brings is not on your life. If you've ever met a tithing ministry and a non-tithing ministry, it's all you need to know. 10% off of the top of what comes into this ministry uh, goes out with no care for what our bills are or anything. Because if you wait till it's convenient to tithe, you will never tithe. It doesn't make any sense. 
The giving part of the Bible makes zero sense. It does not make sense how the Bible says in Proverbs, there's he that keepeth more than he should, and it tendeth to poverty. And there's he that releases more and increases all the more. But it's true. I've proved it. Bring me my, uh, my book bag, if you would. I brought this book bag in today to bring in some checks from the road. This is a check for $10,000 that somebody handed me at a restaurant as I was walking out. People can mock ties. I didn't take an offering at the restaurant. I was eating at the restaurant. People can knock it all they want. Remember, God said, prove me in the tithe and the offering. So if you're going to try to just like get it ahead of time, it doesn't work. It's something that has to be experienced. It would be like trying to figure out how to speak in tongues. Okay, so I'm going to have like another. Those kind of people can't ever get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Okay, so like a, like a language is going to come to my head and then like I'll speak it. It doesn't come from your head. It comes from your spirit. So you just, then the person, that's why you can get, at kids camp, the kids will all get baptized in the Holy Ghost because they're not, they just let the river flow. And that's the same with tithing. God said, prove me in the tithing the offering. You can't figure out, it doesn't make any sense how you're going to give 10% off the top of what comes into your possession when you can't even make a go of it with 100% of, of, of what's coming into your possession. Doesn't make any sense. Just like it doesn't make any sense for a 100-year-old man to have a son with his 90-year-old wife. It's a supernatural law. And if you acknowledge that God knows more than I know, his ways are higher than my ways, his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Good to see you, uh, Yeshua is king. Good to meet you, my boxing friend. It was great meeting you in Florida. You've robbed me of the tithes and the offerings due to me, and you're under a curse. If you come to our ministry, there's nothing broken. The ceiling's good. The outside's good. The buildings, from the time we took them, and they were being used till how they look now, this studio, we have three state-of-the-art cameras. If any of those go down, we have a full second set or not yet. We have a full second set of backup cameras so we never have to, to go down. You understand this? I'm, not, I'm telling you this from a man that used to not be able to afford one camera. This used to be my broadcast camera. This exact iPhone 6. Don't ask me why I'm teaching on the blessing of God for tithing and I still have an iPhone 6. But it's mostly due to the fact that I don't remember any of my passwords for anything. And I feel like if I lose that phone, I'm done. I'm just like off the face of the earth. Prove me now in the tithe and the offering. Every, everything's top of the line. Nobody's ever missed a paycheck. People get bonuses. We gave out bonuses last year. It's difficult to tithe in the beginning when the harvest hasn't come back in. It, 
but you know it's coming. You've got to stay conscious of that. Obviously, the enemy attacks that part. That's why God didn't waste time when he said, be not weary in well-doing, for you will reap a, reap a reward if you do not give up and quit. My mom has an iPhone 5, so the same poverty spirit is running generationally in our, in our family. I've done a little better than my mom, but we, we still need, we need somebody to lay hands on us that, that like has a, a good phone. Just break that spirit of old phones. Prove me now in the tithe and the offering. Good luck to whoever has to edit this book. Prove me now in the tithe and the offering. See if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that's so great you won't have room enough to take it all in. Try it and let me prove it to you. I want you to write that in the comments. Try it and let me prove it to you. It's not, it's something you have to, like being baptized in the Holy Ghost. You have to taste and see that the Lord is good. You can't figure it out ahead of time. It'll never make sense. But you can trust God that he won't lie. Here's a thought. If you have faith that one day God's going to have an angel blow a trumpet and have you molecularly disappear from the earth, maybe you can have faith that God can give you a uh, hundred times back a dime off every dollar. To me, that one's a little easier to believe in. And I believe in both. You won't have enough room to take it all in. So I want you to notice the magnitude of the blessing God said he'd give you if you tithe that you'll actually have a problem having enough room to take it all in. We bought this office. It took all my faith to get this office. I thought we'd stay here for the rest of our lives. We quickly needed the building across the alley. So now we have two buildings. Now those are both full. So now what? I have a problem. I, I don't have enough space to handle everything that God's bringing into our possession, just like God said. If you take the Bible literally, it will literally do what it said it will do. And I know I'm speaking to many... Let me just tell you, probably should complete my sentences if we're going to make this into a book. The title of this book will be Fragments on the Life of Abraham by Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I had two guys stop me in the South when I was preaching this last week. One man said, I came to your, we do a business of ministry seminar every summer for people that are in, in business or ministry to give you Bible principles of increase. He said, I came to that five years ago. Our, our, our business took in $100,000 and we took in just under $2 million last year in five years. And then, and it wasn't a startup business. It's not, it wasn't a guy in his early 20s. It was a guy that the business had basically stayed at the same level and then explosion from the principles of God's word. Then another man stopped me outside, which I was glad tithing worked for him because he looked like if it didn't, he would have broke my nose. And he said, our business last year, we found, we found you on YouTube and we did what you said to do out of God's word and our business tripled last year. And he, he put a seed in my hand to say thank you. What a, what a nice guy. It works. God's word is not a lie. Christopher said, either um, fin I finished financial overflow and it's helped me trem tremendously. That's when I wrote this book 
10, 10 Bible principles to unlock heaven's unending supply. I made a list of the 10 things I added to my life that the Bible says to add and the things to subtract that the Bible says to subtract and wrote them in a book because it, it changed everything. And steps are repeatable. God is no, um, Acts 10.34, God is no res respecter of persons, but in every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. God, write that in the comments. God is no respecter of persons. He'll bless anybody that obeys his instruction. And then he has no favorites that can get away with evil, the Bible says. Anyone that disobeys the instruction, you end up in the same boat. I'm telling you, if you will become an addicted, legalistic tither, there's things worth being legalistic about. I'm very legalistic about not cheating on my wife. I'm very, very legalistic. I'm legalistic about the tithe. If I found out that our finance department was keeping the tithe because we have a big project coming up and just we want to wait until we see uh, how that shakes out and then we'll send the tithe, everybody would be fired within the minute. I don't know how that works with HR and all that. I would let, I would let uh, whoever deals with that sort out. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it make any difference to me? That's why, I, you know, I can't ever understand people say, yeah, but if I tithe, I won't be able to pay my heating bill. Go, go under the covers and pay your tithe. Put on three hoodies, pay your tithe. Get you a nice mustard yellow cardigan, button it up, pay your tithe. That's the last thing. I mean, if I'm going to rob somebody, God is at the bottom of the list. I would gladly beat up an old woman in a parking lot and take her money before I would rob one dollar from God. And I wouldn't do either one, but if I was, if I had to pick, the old lady's getting, getting knocked out. I would never. Let alone the curse... The curse that comes on you when you, because you're robbing God. You have to understand that. It's not you giving God 10% of what's come into your hand. It's that God has entrusted you with what belongs to him to see if you'll return it unto him. Is there a curse for taking what belongs to God? What happened to Adam and Eve when they ate from the fruit of the tree that was reserved for God? They lost the garden. Wally said, my wife and I will do all we can to be in Rowlett this Friday or Saturday to plant our best seed and believe for some things we need. Your ministry has been a blessing to us, and we're believing for big things. Wait till Sunday or the next Friday, because I'm not starting till Sunday. I'm not there Friday and Saturday. That meeting is Sunday through Friday, old school. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it all in. Try it and put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant. Write that down. My crops will be abundant. Hey, this is amazing. Can you get a screenshot of that email and then block out the name?
that that kid's uh, parents sent in? Yeah, about the chicken. Yeah, that... That's one of the most touching, amazing testimonies I've ever seen. I know you have the picture of the kids, so we'll put that up first. This was just, was it even two weeks ago? It would have been like 10 days. In Florida, this eight-year-old young man hands me that envelope with a $1,054 in it. This is shared with his parents' permission. That's not money people gave him. That's money he earns. He has chickens that are his that he, he got, and then he takes care of those chickens. Sells their eggs. Was going to give a couple hundred dollars, which is huge, but then decided in the service that if it was to help people find Jesus... He wanted to give all the money. So he hands me $1,054. Ten days later, we get this email from his parents. Need to, how many? 20 seconds, I'll show you the email. His parents wanted to complete the story. Where do you see this? Hi there, just wanted to let you know that since our eight-year-old son sowed his seed, all his makings from his egg sales, the chickens have went from producing 12 to 16 eggs a day to 28 to 30 eggs a day. God is always true to his word. Thank you for accepting his seed and taking him serious. That's his parents. So you had the people in the Instagram comments. Hope you gave it back. That's a shame you would take that from a child. Unspiritual people can't understand spiritual people. God is always true to his word. Thank you for accepting his seed. Can you imagine? I'm sure the Lord would have blessed him anyway because it's, it's not his fault. No, I can't take that from you. I didn't take it to bring him to zero and impoverish him. I believe what I preach, and it works for anybody. Works for an eight-year-old. His chickens went from producing 12 to 16 eggs a day to 28 to 30 eggs a day. So the production's doubled. Thank you for accepting us and taking him serious. We're thankful for our son. We know God has mighty plans for him. We love you guys. Our lives have truly changed since the meeting is in the land. That's in 10 days that his chickens are doing double output now. Is that scriptural? Is there anything in the Bible about how people's livestock began, became more fertile when they tithed? It's a, I mean, the blessing will get on every aspect of your life. People are asking me about the curse for not tithing and all that. I do have a whole message on YouTube on tithing where I get into the whole thing. So you can look it up. But I'm not going into the doctrine of tithing. Jesus became a curse for us. He broke the curse of the law. Not, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Tithing is not a curse. He didn't break us from curses that come from disobedience. He broke us from the curse of the law. If I start shooting heroin into my veins this afternoon, I can't say, 
I thank God nothing's going to come on me because Jesus knew I was going to start. You think it's a surprise to God that I was going to start shooting heroin? Maybe I should use a different example because I actually look like someone who's going to start shooting heroin this afternoon. Do you, do you think that it came as a surprise to God that I was going to do heroin? God knows everything. And how many of you know he died for that on the cross? He broke that curse when he died for me on the cross and so I can do that and it won't do anything to my organs or my bloodstream. No, that would be a deception. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, but you have to remain in Christ. And the Bible says if you're the seed of Abraham, you will do the works that Abraham did, and Abraham was a tither. No doubt about it. Jesus said in Matthew 23, 23 you should tithe, yes. And then Matt, uh, Hebrews 7 Hebrews 7 deals with the tithe. If the tithe was done away with by Christ's death on the cross, I mean, no, nobody with any doctrinal understanding teaches that Jesus was our tithe. Jesus took our sin. He didn't take our tithe. <laughs> you know, I don't know who, who would teach that. It's not scriptural. And furthermore... One of the biggest proofs to me is not just that it is in God's Word, including in the New Testament, which we're going to read. It's the difference, the marked difference between somebody who tithes and someone who doesn't tithe. Find me ministries that don't tithe and then find me ministries that tithe. Whether you like them or not, look what they're doing. Kenneth Copeland owns the regional airport. It's Kenneth Copeland Regional Airport. He's given 27 aircraft to other ministries. Not bicycles. Aircraft. So you have that end, Jesse Duplantis, Creflo Dollar, my father, my uncle. They don't beg. They have. And then you have the other guys that don't that are writing Kenneth Copeland, we have this project coming up, and if you would feel so led. So it actually makes you the person with your hand on top to give to others, not your hand out, hoping somebody will give to you. Turn to Hebrews 7. Can't believe it's 10 to 12. I'm like right back where I was last yesterday. Tomorrow, we are going to start promptly at 11. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tear through some material because I need to get this done. When the Lord lays something on your heart, there's a zeal to get it out. And if you wait till after the zeal's gone, you'll never you can't get it out. If I had to do this now, I couldn't do it. It's not even on my heart. There are things I know, but I don't have like a passion to get it to people. Very important that any time the Lord speaks to you about doing something, that's you ever notice when the Lord speaks to you about doing something. There's an excitement that comes with it, and you share your excitement with people, and they, they make sure to deflate your excitement. But that excitement is an energy, it's called zeal. When God gives you an instruction, there's an energy that accompanies that instruction to get it done. And you have to act on it in the lifespan of that energy, or you do it in your own strength, and that's where people get burnt out. You move quick. You make more mistakes moving slow with God than moving quick with God. Not unwise, but fast. Fast and wise. Hebrews 7.1.
This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also was a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, by the way, if Jesus was our tithe, why is the writer of Hebrews writing to the New Testament church about the blessing of tithing? This um, has no business being in the New Testament if it's not to be done by the New Testament church. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice and king of Salem means king of peace. There's no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end up to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was, that even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests who are the descendants of Levi must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who are also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, this is important for the people that question the tithe. What do people who don't tithe say? Tithing was part of the law, and Jesus took us out of the law and into grace. Tithing was not part of the law, because the law began with the Levitical priesthood, and Abraham tithed over 400 years before the Levites. The Levites were descendants of Abraham. Abraham tithed before they were, and the Bible says he tithed to Melchizedek, whose priesthood is eternal or forever. It's an eternal principle. There was never a time where there wasn't something that man had that was reserved to God that they could not touch. Never. Not even in the Garden of Eden. Tithing's not a tax that God put on people because we sinned. It's, a, it's, it's an economic flow God makes so that the money keeps, keeps flowing. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the one who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. The priest who collects tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek is greater than they are because we're told that he lives on. That's butchered. Let me read it in the King James. Glad I have the forearm strength to lift that Bible. Hebrews 7, 8. And here men that die receive tithes. I'm going to have you write. If, you, if this revelation will hit you, it'll change you. When it hit me, it changed me. Write down in the comments and in your notes. Here men that die receive tithes. Here on earth, men who, die, men who receive tithes die. But there... He receiveth them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. Talking about Christ. So your pastor receives the offering here. The ushers receive the offering. Men who die receive the offering. But it is simultaneously received as a sacrifice to God in heaven by Christ. 
and your blessing comes from heaven because it's received in heaven. So that's why it's, you'll never, anybody I give to, um, if you could just let me know how that money was spent. You spend it on whatever the Lord speaks to you to spend it on, and if you misspend it, that's not my concern. Because though you received it on earth, because I can't give it to Jesus, he's, he's not reachable right now. But you receive it on his behalf, and he receives it in heaven, and then it's recorded in heaven, and I receive my blessing from heaven. Not from the person I gave to. You know, we counted it up. Over the last five years, we gave over $18,000 to that church, and they wouldn't even let our daughter play the piano on the worship team. You got your giving all wrong. This isn't politics. You're not greasing the wheels of the church so that your child can sing on the worship team. You know, I've given a decent amount of money to Pastor Rodney Howard Brown in his ministry. If Camila, in 10 years, wants to go to River, River University, and, and there's fees of some kind at that point, I'm not saying, now listen, you know, you remember that through the years we've given a lot of money. Does my child still need to pay her fee? I'm, someone's receiving it on earth, but I'm doing it as under the Lord, and the blessing comes from the Lord, not from that person. Give directed by the Spirit, give to the Lord, received by men here in the kingdom. If you'll keep that straight, it'll change your giving life. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. This is very interesting to me because my brain doesn't work like this. But God actually accounts a blessing to your descendants based on what you do. So you can actually store up a, a harvest for your children based on your actions. That's pretty powerful. I've only been a father for eight years, so I, a lot of this stuff's still dawning on me. And, you know, obviously when I didn't have a kid, it was just all about me and, like, me getting a blessing. But now you start realizing that you can clear the way for your child in the spirit. The ones who, they paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. Three scriptures that I wanted to rattle through on tithing, but here we are at the top of the hour. So if you give me uh, 30 more minutes. I won't hold you past that. Ten facts about the tithe. This is chapter four, how to dominate in a wicked nation. See, your tithe exempts you from whatever's going on nationally in the realm of destruction. And you know Christians don't believe this, by and large, by what they share on social media. They're very concerned about what Joe Biden's doing. They're very concerned about bills that are getting ready to go through their state house or uh, through the Senate. But your tithe exempts you from the devourer being able to eat at what the Lord has given you. I want you to write this down. God not only blesses me, he protects my blessing. 
Abraham, I will protect you and your reward will be great. Write this down. God not only blesses me, he protects my blessing. I will guard it. I'll rebuke for it for your sake. You can't take. Listen to me. You can't take from somebody what God has cleared them to have in the spirit. You can't take from somebody what God has cleared them to have in the spirit. Ten facts about the tithe. Number one, when I tithe, I'm honoring a scriptural command. And there's a blessing for obeying God's word. Is it in the Bible? Certainly is in the Bible. Tithing wasn't invented by pastors to help church buildings get paid for. It's in the Word. When I tithe, I'm honoring a scriptural command. I don't understand when people read the Bible in reverse trying to look for what they can get out of. Is it there? Yes. Did God say bless you if you did it? Yes. Then why would you look for a reason not to do it? When I tithe, I'm honoring a scriptural command. Number two, your tithe is your time, your treasure, and your talent. Many churches try to let people off the hook in their giving. They say, maybe you don't give with your talent. You can give with your, t uh, or with your treasure. You can give with your time, amen. You can serve at the church. You know, so some guy's on a three-week rotation working in the sound booth, and that's his tithe because he's giving some of his time in the sound booth. Maybe you use your talent. That guy also feels exempted because he's taking his talent of having feedback and poor mixing and allowing the church to benefit, deafen half the congregation, and the preacher have abdominal problems because he never turned the monitors on. So that's his tithe. But when you tithe, think about it. Your tithe is your time, your treasure, and your talent. I want you to write this down. My tithe is the best of me. Because it took the best of my time, the best of my talent. Something that you're good at that provoked gave you the ability to produce the money, and it took time to do it. That becomes your treasure, and then as you give God a portion of that treasure, you're giving God the best of you. My tithe is my time, my talent, and my treasure. All wrapped into one. My tithe is the best of me. When Abraham paid that tithe, he had just risked his life in battle, fought people, hand-to-hand -hand combat. And so that was the best of him. 
And he immediately went to the high priest of God, Melchizedek, and said, this is to let you know. I know it's you. That, it's not normal for men in their 80s to beat people to death and prevail in hand-to-hand -hand combat. So I honor you for giving me the strength, for protecting me and giving me victory. And Melchizedek said, blessed be Abram. Blessed be God. And pronounced that blessing over him. And it kept going from there. My tithe is the best of me. Number three, my tithe rebukes the devourer. Malachi chapter three. The devil who would love to steal, kill, and destroy your financial harvest is kept at bay by God himself. You don't ever have tithers. I want you to write this down. Tithers spend no time rebuking Satan. God rebukes Satan for tithers. Number four. My tithe provokes divine supply. My tithe... <laughs> I see you, Peng. Thanks for the laugh. My tithe provokes divine supply. See if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that's so great, you'll never have enough room to take it all in. Try it and let me prove it to you. My tithe exempts me from the world financial system. If I'm dual harvest by God, it doesn't matter if they're screwing things up down here. God can bless me all by myself, all by himself. Number five, my tithe opens the windows of heaven. Hey, Lillian. My tithe opens the windows of heaven. Windows connotate something you look through. See if I won't open the windows of heaven has more than one meaning. God will allow you to peer through his windows and see into his realm of divine ideas. And I want you to write that down. We talked about divine supply. I see Rick has that in the comments on Facebook. Now write divine ideas. Check the news was a divine idea. It's totally revolutionized our ministry. It even, even the preaching. People come from everywhere. Anytime we do a show of hands, how many of you came from an hour or more, two hours or more? Often it's the majority of the crowd. I actually don't have to start on Sunday and build a meeting up through Friday. It's just built from the beginning because of a divine idea that God reserves for tithers. Can I ask you a question? How did Abraham know there was water under the ground and dig wells when no one dug wells back then? See if I won't open the windows of heaven. Hey, Abraham, see all these people have to go searching for water? Dig. 
You can have your own supply. So even if it doesn't rain, think of this. When they would be in drought, Abraham's land wasn't in drought because he had an underground water supply. And that's what caused him to dominate in a wicked nation. He's peering through the windows of heaven. I pray in Jesus' name that God will allow you to look through those windows as you honor him in the tithe and show you one idea from heaven that will set you above your peers. Joining from New Zealand. Nice to have you, Craig and Susie. I pray the Lord moves your prime minister out of the way. Wicked lady. Number six. Your tithe secures divine favor for you. When you read Abraham and his life, you see divine favor. Abraham wasn't a prophet, but God still told him what he was planning to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. Shall I do something without first telling my friend Abraham? Favor with God. Favor with men. Kings conversed with Abraham. Your tithe secures divine favor for you. Where does it say that favor will encompass you like a shield? Is that Psalm 5, 11? Could be wrong. There it is, 5.12, reading the King James. Psalm 5.12 would be a good scripture to pin to that. For thou, Lord... Wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. They had those big shields for battle back then that covered your whole body from arrows. You'll put favor around the righteous like a shield. Your tithe secures divine favor for you. Number seven, my tithe secures divine favor for my children to the fourth generation. Thanks, Dixie. Thanks for the kind words. God bless you and your husband. Appreciate that. My tithe secures divine favor from my children to the fourth generation. We read in Hebrews chapter 7, the Bible says that when, listen to this, when Abraham paid tithes, it was accounted to Levi. In God's mind, Levi was paying tithes when his great, what would it be, father, grandfather, great-grandfather paid tithes. That you can actually store up favor for your children. 
through tithing. Your tithe secures divine favor for your children, Isaac, your children's children, Jacob, and your children's children's children, Levi, Joseph. Number eight. My tithe qualifies me to own land and never, never rent land. Let's say own property and never rent property. When Abram finished paying his tithe in Genesis 14, God told him, I'm giving you this land where you now live as a foreigner. Tithing qualifies you for divine, we'll say for supernatural land ownership. Right under that, anyone that God ever made a covenant with in the Bible, he turned land over to them. Great to have you watching from Lesotho, Africa, Trevor. Let me put it to you this way, Shirley. If somebody in your house doesn't tithe, it won't cause you to miss your blessing for tithing. Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14 was written to tithers. It was written to those that obey all of God's book of instruction. And what did it say? You will be the head only and never the tail, above only and never beneath. You will lend, but thou shalt not borrow. Everyone God ever made a covenant with in the Bible, he turned property over to them. Supernatural land ownership. You might have been watching when I was teaching out of Psalm 37 back in the old studio. And that revelation hit me. Good to see you in South Africa. Praying for you guys. Glad some of your pastors are starting to open their churches up now. It took them a year to figure out they were getting played, but at least they figured it out. Some countries still haven't figured it out. And when I read in Psalm 37 that the righteous will possess the land, and I saw in the scripture that anyone that was ever in covenant with God, he turned land over to them. That hit my spirit. We had our first property within a year. Second property in another year. And it keeps going. Two apartments, a dentist's office, two ministry offices, and more. All cash. No banks involved. I never knew it either, Nancy. And as soon as you know it, the entrance of his words bring light. When that light comes, it's over. Pastor PJ's a good man. He never did shut down.
He's my friend, actually. Number nine, so that's land and property. Number nine, don't miss this. Tithing ensures you will lend only, but you will never borrow. Thou shalt not borrow. Deuteronomy 28, and it's another place too. Let me find it. Thou shalt. Is it Deuteronomy 15? Off the top of my head. 15, 6. Deuteronomy 15, 6. The Lord your God will bless you as he has promised. You will lend money to many, but you will never need to borrow. Now, look at the second part of that scripture. How to dominate in a wicked nation. You will rule many nations, but no nations will rule over you. You don't have to worry about what a nation's planning. A nation can't rule over the seed of Abraham. Number nine, my tithe ensures that I will lend only, but I'll never borrow. Number 10, my tithe brings restoration. Now return to me in the tithe and the offering and see if I won't. They were in rebellion. They were under a curse. They returned to God in the tithe and the offering, and it caused the curse to dissipate and the blessing to overtake the curses. Tithing brings restoration. Number 11, tithers protect their nation. They could not collapse the United States economy last year because there's too many tithers. They messed it all up. You know, I preach this and teach this for a living, and it still stuns me how many Christians come up to me and tell me that during the lockdown, they financially, by far, had the best year they ever had. The church I just preached at, they built a brand new, beautiful sanctuary during the lockdown. Tithers protect their nation. The global reset can't work in a nation where the people tithe and give offerings. Because they're not in that system. You can't shut them down. You can't take their money and force them on socialism. Thanks, Melly. 
Appreciate that. Number 12. This is a fact. I used to prophesy this all the time. I need to start doing it again. About, what would it have been? Eight years ago? Maybe nine? Our total gross income for our ministry was $100,000. In 2016, a man put a million dollars in the offering. What's the tithe off of a million dollars? We'll see who gets it first. I know it's on a delay. What's the tithe on a hundred on, on a million dollars? There we go. The tithe on a on a million is a hundred thousand. Good job, Vanessa and Stephen. Now everybody's putting it in. I took in a hundred thousand dollars in two thousand twelve. I tithed $100,000 from one week's income. If you continue tithing, your income today will be your tithe tomorrow. And you can mark that down. My income today will be my tithe tomorrow. I want you to write that down. Don't forget it. My income today will be my tithe tomorrow. I, I used to declare that before we got the million. One day, we'll write a tithe check for what we took in this year. And it happened. And as much as you declare it when it happens, it still makes your jaw drop. And I'm telling all you that are watching, if you'll stay on the path, if you'll not listen to the voice of the enemy telling you, if it would have worked, it would have worked by now. Do you, do you really have to, you know, just, just do it. Just obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Your income today, what it takes you all year doing your best to bring in, will be 10% off what you get in one check. Your income today will be your tithe tomorrow. Write that down. Say it in your room where you're at. If you're at your cubicle, say it there. If you're in your car, say it there. My income today will be my tithe tomorrow. I don't think I don't know about that. Does the Bible not say? See if I won't return 100-fold what you give. That's not 100-fold. That's 10-fold. So I'm just take, get, taking you along baby steps, but I'm telling you. I've proved it. Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord brought 
out his captives back to Jerusalem. It was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and our tongues were singing. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, as streams renew the desert. For those who plant in tears will reap with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing with their harvest. They sing when they return with their harvest. The largest offerings we'd, we've ever had come into our ministry, if you watch the video of those nights, it sounds like it's going to be the lowest offering ever. It's dead quiet. People look sad. Those that sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. They're quiet because the Lord's speaking to them about precious seed. You don't shout when the Lord is telling you to sow precious seed. But those that sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. They cry as they plant their seed, but they return singing with their harvest. If you don't feel what leaves your hand, you don't feel what comes back into your life. But if you feel what leaves your hand, you will feel what comes back into your life. Father, I thank you for every man and woman that's watching me right now on whatever platform they're watching me on. I pray as they make the choice to obey you, to honor you, that the blessing of God will overtake them in a pronounced way. I pray for everyone who receives this today. Whatever their income is today, this year, will be their tithe one week. In Jesus' name. Thank you for a year of supernatural increase. Thank you that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Thank you for the windows of heaven that show us how to do it. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you that every battle we've had to fight growing up, our children will never know those battles. We secure favor for them. In Jesus' name. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do whatever you feel to do. This is going to be made into a book. Everyone that gives today, I'm going to send you a copy of this book once it's printed. It'll be a little bit. I haven't even compiled it yet. I'm still doing it. How to Dominate in a Wicked Nation, Lessons from the Life of Abraham. And I'll send you that as a way of saying thank you for standing with me. If you do 500 or more, I send you this Covenant Partner Bible. If you do 1,000 or more, I'll send you the book, Partner Bible, and Dake Annotated Reference Study Bible as a way to say thank you. I'll tell you another thing, too. Since you have to wait on that book, I'll send everybody today that gives my book, Financial Overflow, and I hope you'll read it. If you enjoyed today, you'll enjoy that book. Ask the Lord what he'd have you to give. 
Love you in New Zealand, Craig and Susie. Glad you're watching. Here's the ways you can give. Hashtag donate on Facebook. You can text RT to 50155. Cash app, dollar sign RT give. It's the name of our ministry, Revival Today. If you're international, PayPal is usually the easiest. RevivalToday.com slash PayPal. You can use our website. It's probably the easiest wherever you're from. RevivalToday.com, and then you click Give Now. If you prefer mailing it, Revival Today, P.O. Box 7, Prosperity, Pennsylvania, 15329. If you want to speak with a human being, 412, if you're international, plus one, 412. 446-2332. And then however you give, don't forget to claim your offer at revivaltoday.com and you click claim my offer. Don't forget to do that. It's very important. Especially if you're watching a replay. So we know what was offered to you and when you were watching. So you don't end up getting a Dr. Fauci gnome when you wanted a, a book. God bless you, Aaron. Thank you for giving. Hey, Pastor Joe, thanks again for blessing me. You're a blessing. Give you some time to give. When I send you this book, um, one of the chapters, only one is on giving. So just now I covered the tithe, but there's seven types of giving in the Bible that each carry their own blessings. And I do all seven in, in chapter six. Tithe, offering, alms giving, first fruits giving, and three others. So if you enjoyed understanding the tithe, you'll enjoy understanding offerings. You'll enjoy understanding alms giving. It all it all makes sense to you. The more understanding you get from the Word of God, the more you, you dominate in life without trying. God bless you, Pastor Marion. Glad you're back, Jordan. Give you about one more minute to give, and I'll leave you alone. Check the news tonight. Come see me this coming week. You're going to be great meetings. I know it. The Dallas, Texas area. Rowlett. Church in the city. 6005 Dow Rock Road. 1030 and 6 on Sunday. 7 o'clock nightly, Monday to Friday. That's this coming Sunday. Straight sevens. Thank you, Jordan. God bless you for giving today. God bless you for your generosity. All last year, this year, it's been amazing. Very shortly, I'm going to make the largest announcement we've ever made in our ministry's history as far as expansion. few more days. <laughs> Thanks, Trey. See you in August. Seed of Abraham. Amen. Uh, maybe I'll see you again, Mr. Buddha. I'm going to be in Rowlett, where you came to see me uh, Saturday morning, that town, different church. 
if you've not got our app yet, our days on Facebook and YouTube may be numbered. You're welcome, Janice. Love you. Luann, love you. Revival Today app. Download in the App Store. Google Play. Or just get it on your browser. It'll be on Apple TV shortly. Lord willing. And you can just go to revivaltoday.tv if you want to just watch on, the, on uh, your browser. But then you get the apps too. Awesome, Melly. Yes, sir, Mario. Good to see you. Great meeting you last uh, two months ago. Awesome, Melly. Come to Texas. You're going to have a great time. Wouldn't it be nice to be in a free state, too? Love you. Hope you enjoyed today. Tomorrow, of course, we've got checked in this night, but tomorrow I'm going to start pretty close to 11 sharp Eastern time, so I need to crank some of these chapters out. The Bible's an interesting book, though, you know. For me, it's very hard to just breeze through it because it, there's so much. And then as you read it, stuff pops out at you. And Emma said, when is the announcement? Soon. It's hard for me to just rattle off points because there's so, so much to each thing. So much I haven't found yet. Kenny said, well, we'll be on Roku anytime. Rom? ETA? Three, about three months. Consider moving to Texas. I have considered it, but I'm not going to. I, I know. I weigh about 174 right now. I think if I moved to Texas within two years, I'd be at about 238. I have a hard time controlling myself eating in Texas. It, it, what, a, what a state for food. Is there a better state for food than Texas in the United States? People used to say New York City, but the restaurants... I get, got leveled. California's pretty, when of course they're all closed too. Might be Texas. I think you'd have a, a hard time beating Texas. Jordan said she gained 100 pounds when she moved to Texas. Let me tell you, you did well to only gain 100. I'd be in sweatpants driving around in a Walmart motorized scooter. Miami, Miami has great food, but but Texas has it all through the state. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's, thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift 
that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.